Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mumbrella Cast, a discussion of everything under Australia's media and marketing umbrella. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths, and joined, as always, by Mumbrella publisher, Adam Lang. Adam, thanks for coming on. Good afternoon, Neil. Episode two for 2024. You know, again, we thought we would ease into it this year. <laughs> um, and yet again, a Wednesday morning, something monumental happens where we, what's the point of writing notes throughout the week when these things happen? Yeah, all the preparation we've done is abandoned <laughs> and the whole new slate is written. So, you know, I won't bore the listeners with the notes that we did have, but it all kind of got thrown out the window because on Wednesday morning it was revealed that Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has endorsed former News Corp CEO Kim Williams as Ida Butrose's replacement as the new ABC chair. So that could happen as of March. We should stress that right now it's an endorsement. It's not mm. official, but it all looks to be moving full steam ahead with Kim Williams. Adam, your thoughts? So I have met Kim Williams. I don't know him well, but he is impressive and he's got a formidable reputation. So he's a, an AO, a member of the Order of Australia, and he got that through his services to the arts and public policy formulation in the film and television industry. So just to give you a bit of the, the career history of Kim Williams, he was the CEO of Foxtel between 2001 and 2011 and that was a really different time. It was pre-streaming. Do you remember those days, I, Neil? I, I do. I remember. The, I believe uh, Osher Ginsburg had long hair <laughs> in those days. And even at the, at the early parts of that, in the early parts of this century, there really wasn't even digital multi-channeling as we know it now. It was analog TV. So it was a very different time. But he definitely grew that business. He was the chair of the Sydney Opera House Trust between 2005 and 13, chair of the Australian Film Commission between 2008 and 11, and then alongside those roles, CEO of News Corp Australia between 2011 and 2013. And this is where things got pretty interesting. Yeah, this was an interesting time for news media, the competition between digital and newspapers and what journalism was to be, how consumers were going to pay for it, read it and so on, was really at a, a time of great change. And I think it's true to say that he left News Corp in very interesting circumstances. There was reportedly a difference in management style and strategic direction between Kim Williams and News Corp's global leadership. And so he left. Now, really, if you look back on it, there's no question in my mind that Kim Williams has, sorry, Kim Williams AO, has the <laughs> credentials to chair the ABC and we'll see how this process flows through. If he is appointed, this is going to be interesting because can you imagine if you were just to take the, the headlines of from News Corp to the ABC, mm. that's a big change. And considering everything that's happening with the ABC right now, we'll get into that in just a second. This is what Anthony Albanese said. This morning he said, quote, Kim is such a perfect fit for the role, it's almost as if it were made for him. Kim is someone who gets the ABC. Now, the ABC has had a, a pretty volatile couple of weeks in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, talk lately that ABC you know, it doesn't feel like the public broadcaster anymore. It's been quite corporatized. Mm. Um, you know, we've seen some massive changes at, say, something like Triple J. We saw an industry stalwart and Richard Kingsmill be moved on. Do you think someone like Kim Williams is going to further that agenda that ABC is now corporate, or do you think he, he can kind of bring it back to being the public broadcaster? Oh, look, such a great question, Neil, and I think that goes to the very centre of what is required here. And so we've seen even in, in the last seven days, 
ABC staff express no confidence in David Anderson, their managing director. We've seen Ida Buttrose rebut that <laughs> very claim quite quite forcefully. And so I, I think what you, what you know is happening right now is change. You know, we've seen Richard Kingsmill's departure, new roles coming in. There is no doubt that the ABC is changing. This isn't just normal tenured changes. So you can see that change is going to continue. And, and there was many that would say that that has to happen. You know, ABC iView is really interesting. We've seen the ABC market that in a different way now. We've seen uh, changes in radio because their ratings uh, have not been at their historic highs. And we've seen television changing in general from analogue to digital consumption but also to streaming. So change has been happening and no doubt that will continue. I do see Kim Williams as a change agent, so I do expect that to continue. Looking at his resume, you, you rattled some things off. You know, CEO mm. of News Corp Australia, CEO of Foxtel, and Foxtel at the time when it, it wasn't, you know, the Foxtel yet. That was he was there from two thousand one. Yeah, it's that it was is, boxes in homes and cable <laughs> yeah. and satellite. Yeah, and yeah. We, we've seen what he's done there. You know, and not really a, a poor blemish on this resume. As a media and marketing punter, should we be concerned? Should we be excited? Is there still a question mark on that? It's hold on to your hats, Lil. <laughs> I think not Not concerned. I think yes, excited. And I think probably concerned. I, I shouldn't say not be concerned because that's that's in the eye of the beholder, right? If you're, if you're working there in a role that's been traditional and maybe at the pointy end of that change, you might think, oh, what will I do next? Is, mm. is my job safe here? But if you're, if you're on the consumer side, and going as an audience member, it is our ABC. And so, yes, it's not commercial, but it's of great interest in terms of its content output, online, audio, television. It's of great interest to our nation uh, as the public broadcaster. So I, I think hold on to your hats. Change is likely to continue. Mm. And ultimately, I think what Kim has shown through his career is he's very audience focused. He knows he needs to run the business to focus on the audience need. And you alluded there before he is a change agent and, you know, with what's happening with ABC in the last week, you mentioned before, um, if you didn't already, the, earlier this week, the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance, or MEAA, claimed that the ABC staff have lost confidence in its managing director, David Anderson, after union members uh, passed a vote of no confidence in David. Mm. He shortly after issued a statement saying he will meet with staff in the coming weeks. But current chair, Ida Buttrose, kind of came out swinging against those claims, <laughs> saying that it's, a quote, abhorrent mm. that anyone would, you know, make those claims and that David very much cares about ABC's journalism and journalists. So if Kim is to take this role on, he's got some some things to deal with. <laughs> Hasn't he, though? <laughs> he's got a full slate. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's an enormous organisation. It is publicly funded and so we all feel like stakeholders, you know, in it, and and we are. So he's behoven to the Australian taxpayer and, and really to see what he does, not just for the organisation to the staff, but for the audience, for the stakeholders in total, meaning the taxpayers and the staff. It, it's not – and sometimes it can feel like the staff own the ABC, but the truth is they don't. The Australian taxpayer does. The Australian people do. Mm -hmm. And it is there to serve our whole interest. And so, you know, whether it's you're streaming Bluey to your kids or you're watching Vera on, on ABC2 or listening to Triple J uh, or reading it online, in whatever way you engage with the ABC, it is our ABC. And I'm sure Kim is very aware of that. 
Do you anticipate, and this is purely a guess here, if in six months' time we'll be talking about more volatility at the ABC or do you think we'll say, well, look what Kim did. He managed to settle things down with staff and audiences so quickly. That's a great question again. And it's, it's a guess. It's, it's fine. definitely the former. It's like there's no chance in yeah. my mind that this is going to be nothing to see here, situation normal, yeah. no noise. There's going to be change. I, I, I do foresee that that is the most likely scenario. Well, you can read the full story on mombrella.com.au right now. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mumbrella cast with myself, Neil Griffiths and Adam Lang. Adam, we are, as we record this, two days away from Australia Day. Mm. And as always at this time of year, there's always debate about... January 26, um, and this year has been no exception, but funnily enough, it's been a lot of the, I guess, uh, scrutiny has come from retailers and supermarkets. Everyone would know by now Woolies, Coles, Big W, Aldi, they've all kind of spoken about will or won't they sell Australia Day products. But this morning, again, on Wednesday morning, Woolworth CEO Brad Banducci has kind of gone on a little bit of a press tour to talk about uh, Woolworth's stance on this. Um, to again, for people who might not know, Woolworths are really the first one to come out and say, we're not gonna be selling Australia Day products. And here's why. They, at the time, said it was because of sales. And Brad has, he's gone on TV this morning, he's gone on radio and kind of had to explain that stance. Just before we get into what he said, how have you seen things in the last, I guess, two to three weeks since this all came, came about? So last week we talked about it a bit and, um and my position at the time was that retailers rightfully make decisions on the items they stock and don't stock every week. That is normal business practice. What I found was interesting was that they'd chosen to make an announcement about it. And I think that the truth of it is that that hasn't gone well. It's become political fodder. It's become magnified. And now we have situations where staff feel lobbied and advocated against so, and uh, Brad Banducci has, has gone on to television and radio, as you said today, Neil. So I think the answer here, and I don't often quote Carl Stefanovic, <laughs> Neil, but I'm going to. Um, this was his question to Brad Banducci. You must have serious regrets about this. And Brad Banducci's answer, I think we could clearly have done a better job of explaining our decision that's why I'm here. Mm. So in essence, the answer's in in that statement, isn't it, that they've made an announcement and a week later or a little over, he's on television and radio explaining himself because it hasn't gone well yeah. and they haven't done a good job of this by his own admission. We spoke last week, you know, do you, did we think that maybe this was a bit of a publicity stunt by the retailers? You know, did they know this would get the attention? But can you imagine, say, if this was Christmas and mm. Woolworths said, you know what, we're done with Santa, no more Christmas trees. I don't think that would ever happen just because the the amount of money you're missing out on there, let's be honest. Mm. For Woolworths to say, you know, this is a sales decision. And personally speaking, I've never thought I've got to go to Woolies and get my paper cups with the Australian flag on them. Sure. Personally, I wasn't too shocked by the decision, but he's had to come out and say, you know, we could have done that differently because supermarkets will be kind of decked with green and gold, you know, advertising merchandise. But he did admit we could have done a better job of explaining ourselves, mm. which feels like a common theme in the last couple of months with brands kind of making these announcements and then having to quickly backtrack and say, no, 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 this is what we meant. Yeah, look, it's it's so true. And no one, no one is expecting perfection, right? We do test and learn, you know, when we're making announcements, even down to marketing and creative advertising, some of it lands perfectly, 
some of it doesn't and you test and learn, you keep evolving. Hopefully you stay true to the brand and true to the customers in all of your decision making. I just don't think that they did stay true to the customers in, in this one and certainly that was the perception because if the items are not worth stocking, then you just don't stock them. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's quizzical, isn't it, that, hey, anything that's got Australia Day on it, none of it's worked. Like this binary description of if Australia Day, then no, it doesn't mm. work. So, well, that's even statistically, that's odd that every line item that fell into an Australia Day category didn't work. And then they chose to make a public position of it. And no doubt they had their customer base in mind when they made that, but clearly their customer base doesn't all agree and that's come back on them. So, yeah, you can see how this thing can land well and not well. In this instance, it hasn't. Now, to your point, on Christmas, I almost gasped when you <laughs> said, oh, imagine if they did that with Christmas. Now, of course, you know, to me, Christmas is normal and Christmas, I think, is unilaterally good because, but not everyone will feel that way. Sure. It's, it's a Christian festival at its heart and not everyone is Christian and not everyone believes in the commercialisation of gift giving. Mm -hmm. But, you know, imagine if that did happen. That would be really interesting. And yeah. God, wouldn't that be delicate? I shouldn't say God. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how delicate that would be mm. in terms of the communications challenge that might be. We're cancelling Christmas. But the Try and land that one well. Yeah, but the reason I bring that up is because if, if a, a retailer announced that, I would say, all right, then you're going to miss out on a lot of money here. <laughs> Whereas with this, I was, I've, I've just, my personal opinion is I've never thought I need to get to my supermarket to get some plastic cups and a bucket hat. <laughs> Store them, people. Why are you getting new ones every year? Um, we, we should mention though, one of the, I guess, uh, morbid reasons that Brad had to do this press tour is because he's revealed that there were threats against staffers. Mm. In fact, they've risen by 50% in the wake of their decision to not sell um, these products. I know you're a man who loves ownership, Adam. Mm. And he did say when he was talking to Carl Stefanovic this morning, he said, quote, I think we could clearly have done a better job of explaining our decision. That's why I'm here. Mm. I do feel anxious about the impact this is having on our team. They are proud, hardworking Australians. And for them to be seen as anti-Australian or woke is fundamentally unfair. Mm. Your thoughts? Well, you know, it's horrible, isn't it? It's We see trolling in a social media sense, the anonymity of it protects so many people when they say terrible things about others and attack. It's rotten. When it happens, I'm hoping it's not happening in real life, but mm. of course it's not that long ago where we saw really awful behaviour in stores in COVID, you know. Those wretched physical competitions over toilet paper, it's almost ludicrous to think of it now, right, but it happened. We did sink to that level. Some, of it, some customers did do that. And so I just feel terrible about that. But again, I, I don't think that is beyond the foreseeability of risk when this announcement was made. Australia Day is an emotive thing for, for many people. And so we know trolling exists, we know bad behaviour exists. I think it's horribly regrettable that um, staff have been on the brunt of that. But it is something that is known to have happened. So I, I think he's doing the right thing by by stepping right into it, taking ownership of it and pleading with us all to understand this is happening, please stop. And it's probably good that he's uh, making a point to get some FaceTime in early because I would remind people, no matter where you sit on this subject, in a matter of months, Coles and Woolies are going to be in the Senate on allegations of price gouging. Yes. So maybe Brad getting some FaceTime, you know, on radio and TV this morning is a way to try and make some fans. It is, and it's certainly a, a different story, isn't it? I think 
it's difficult to make the obvious argument that it's a distraction from price gouging, you know, but it could be, mm. you know. So there is a, a certain element of, well, the oxygen's over here and at least it's not over there. And so, you know, that that's a really interesting element. I might touch on that a little bit later, actually. You mean with our new fan favourite segment? <laughs> By popular demand. We, we did it once and it's our favourite thing ever. Uh, that was a good segue, Adam, because after the break, we'll be back with Adam's other business. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome back to the Mumbrella Cast with your host, myself, Neil Griffiths, and Adam Lang. We teased it before. We're bringing it in right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Adam's other business. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
Now, under the cost of living pressure, which Anthony Albanese has brought back the whole government early to Canberra to talk about how they can help with cost of living pressure, State Street tax cuts are in discussion. Now, they're due to kick in from 1 July. We'll see what happens. But that should put more money, through lower taxes, more money into more Australian pockets. And that would be a good thing for the cost of living pressure. We'll see what happens. I love that you finish Adam's other business always on a high note. Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. Adam, thanks so much for joining me on this week's show. Before we get out of here, just remember you can head to mumbrella.com.au for all of the news happening this week. And don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter. And for those interested in Mumbrella's event season, it is quickly approaching. We've got some new additions to Mumbrella 360. Uh, some heads from Lego, PE Nation, just to name a few. And also on ComsCon this week, we've announced leaders of Stream, Who Gives a Crap, and Ogilvy PR. They'll join ComsCon 2024. I'm a fan of these events, of course, and I'll be there. There is some great topics and some really interesting people to talk about expert subject matter that hopefully will help us all do our jobs better. Thank you again for listening. This is the Mumbrella Cast. Remember to hit follow and head along to mumbrella.com.au for more info. We'll see you next week.